Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 228 of the Pixels and Ink podcast brought to you by Comics Gaming Magazine. I am the host for this week, Cody Arm, and I'm joined here with our resident movie expert, Phil Brown. Yeah. Ooh, that was a burp. You're good. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. Hooray. Yeah. And sitting next to me is our editor in chief, Brendan Fry. Hello, Cody. How you doing, Brendan? I'm okay. That's just okay? Yeah. It's a uh, Thursday. What do you, I mean, it's yeah. a Friday. It's Friday. Yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'd like to apologize for last week uh, for not having a Pixel to Ink. We, uh, we're busy, okay? We're a magazine. Yeah, Things I, happen I sometimes. Can, and I can take the blame for that. Yeah, it's actually Phil's fault and Mel's fault because yeah. Mel is sick <laughs> and uh, Phil was sick mm-hmm. and uh, just left us here to just perish. Yeah, it's just that time of year. It's cold. It's gross. Yeah. And, like, Public transit. Is, yeah, uh, lots of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I get of, it. Lots of phlegm floating in the air. It was also American Thanksgiving, so um, a lot of our... That's right. I had a festive special to celebrate. Oh, yeah? Yep, that's what I do on American Thanksgiving. <laughs> a festive special. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the Canadian way around it. Yeah. That's yeah, fair. Yeah. I love the festive special. I will get another before the festive season is done. I can assure <laughs> you of that. Also, chalet festive special? Mm-hmm. Oh. Do, you, do they have still have Toblerones? Is there any other kind? No, they don't do Toblerones anymore. They do. Uh, it's lint. Yeah, no. it's lint chocolate. That's truffles. actually a step in. That's actually better. Actually, I, I don't know. I'm iffy on that. I do love a good Toblerone, and it went well with the chalet sauce, oh. I guess. And I didn't dip. I just mean, like, <laughs> as a palate cleanser. Oh, but yeah. I heard that Toblerone changed recently. Yeah, they're less, there's less chocolate. Yeah, in there's, like, gaps between the yeah. Alps now. Yeah. I don't approve of that. No. Like, I'm sure that's less painful to eat. Also, probably cheap. From also, there. probably significantly cheaper to make. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Wait, did they used to be just, like, now. solid triangular prisms no. yes well kind of yeah well no it's just the gaps between them are larger now oh like okay. it used to be like you know a co- uh, like a few centimeters and now it's like and now they're an yeah inch. i've only nonsense. seen the like ridiculously sized ones so right. i can't i only get the comedically large those are good on ones yeah yeah well, those are those were a thing anyway they're not part of the festive special anymore so i try oh. not to think about them that's fair yeah <laughs> try to forget <laughs> they exist sad. Mm-hmm. that's fair <laughs> <laughs> well you have some movie news, don't you? I do. I do. Let me pull that up right now. And by right now, I mean right now. Okay, here we go. Movie news. Boom. So, first up, um, this is kind of a fun one. Um, I'm sure both of you know the 1989 Tim Burton Batman very well. No, I don't, know, I don't know that at all. What, describe film? what this movie is. It's Batman... And, I'm not going to put up with this. (laughs) So we all know that. Um, And one of the great disappointments of uh, that, of the Tim Burton franchise ending before its time, was that they established Billy Dee Williams as Harvey Dent, which meant Billy Dee Williams was supposed to be Two-Face at some point. But he didn't get to do. However, that's being rectified. Oh, really? Billy Dee Williams will be the voice of Two-Face in the Lego Batman movie. I'm okay with that. That's pretty good. Oh, I think it's great. I'm so excited. Did you ever see the um, the concepts for it was a canceled DC comic book based mm-hmm. on the Batman 1989 universe? Oh my god, that sounds amazing! Uh, so all the characters were drawn in the likes of you know Michael Keaton, yeah, yeah, Billy yeah. Dee Williams is uh, oh Harvey Dent. that would yeah. be great. Um, I see that's something I see Michelle them reviving. Pfeiffer, I think too. Well, that I think it, that would be successful. It came up a little while, like yeah. I think it was like last year. Uh, they mm-hmm. talked about it, and I, I don't think they have any plans. Mm-hmm. I would read the hell out of it. I think it would. Do, I think it's a smart idea. I mean, that Batman sixty six sells very well, and granted, that like Adam West Batman has a very specific tone that's different, whereas the eighty nine Batman is kind of in line with most Batman. Yeah, but even so, that world is so visually interesting, and the Tim Burton visual design while the time was so distinct that it would be hard for people to sort of build on top of that, now is so standardized. I think artists could draw in his, yeah, could yeah, reinterpret no villains in his style very easily and very yeah. well. And I'd be, I'd be, I would love the heck out of that. All right. Oh, hey. Uh, Cody. Yes. Did you see the new Alpha 5? No. They revealed it this week from the Power Rangers film. You should pull it up. Let me know what you think. Does it's it look bad? slick and badass. And oh, adult, you like it? Like all, oh, power, like all power Rangers should be. <laughs> I take a think. Let's hear what you have to think about it. All I mean, right, I wasn't second. surprised <laughs> when I saw like when I saw the like link saying, "Oh, see what the Alpha Five looks like," and, and then I clicked on. I was like, "That's exactly what I expect." It's Alpha Five with attitude. I'm looking at it too. Let's mm-hmm. see. Well, that's. Oh, dumb. is it this one? Oh, yep. well, that is. It's kind of like an alien creature. That looks that super one? dumb. Yep, that's it. 
Huh. It's kind of like an alien creature with headlights built into its head. Yeah, it looks yeah. like a UFO. Yeah. Um, with like that, a transformer on mm-hmm. the bottom. That looks awful. Yeah. yeah. It's just. I e- mean. Okay, let's take a look at what he used to look like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm it not, looked awful before. Oh yeah, it looked cartoonish, but at least that fit with the silliness of the series. To have a like serious and sincere Alpha Five seems strange to me. A side note: I used to have a VHS Power Rangers Christmas special. That was one of the most disappointing things of all time <laughs> because it was exclusively Alpha 5 singing Christmas carols with children <laughs> on that cheap set, and there were no Power Ranger action scenes. And then after, like, 45 minutes of that nonsense, uh, Tommy the White Ranger shows up uh, with his helmet off and is like, oh, you've been so good at the kids this year's Alpha. We're going to give you a present. And then they don't even fight anyone. It was <laughs> It was a waste of time. Is this like a full picture? Look at the yep, size of his arms. Thing. He's got his arms are down to his kneecaps. Yeah, they're going out of their way to slick and cool up this design, and I just I feel bad about it, as I've made it abundantly <laughs> clear over various podcasts. I do not approve of this project whatsoever. I didn't even know that was happening, so Ugh. thank you for bringing that, bringing that no to my problem. attention. No problem. I want to keep you up to date on all the new Power Ranger news. <laughs> well, thank you. It's all, right. all depressing. Mm-hmm. It's all so depressing. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, director Dan Trachenberg, who did 10 Cloverfield Lane yep. and the video game episode of Black Mirror. Uh, he has a new project that he's working on that's a Houdini biopic, but it's specifically based on this one a recent study of, of Houdini that posited that he was uh, worked for the Secret Service for both the U.S. and the British Central Intelligence secretly throughout his career. Like for realsies? Yeah, that he okay. would like, yeah, they like, I haven't read it, so I don't know what the specific evidence is, but yeah, they claimed that while he was touring around doing his acts, it was actually a front for him to do Secret Service espionage with all his escape artist skills. Okay, that's dumb. It's pretty strange, but it could be a fun movie, and uh, he's apparently, uh, it's sort of jumped around for a while Tim Burton was going to do it and now it seems to be have landed in Dan Trachenberg's hands and uh, I don't know things are kind of fun I always kind of like the confessions of a dangerous mind sure yeah yeah so it's kind of similar to that but with Houdini and in period so I go for that and also Trachenberg based on those two projects he's done Quite a very talented. He also did that um, portal viral video yeah yeah that was him too oh that's neat that's how he got hired into film so there you go he's working on a Houdini movie could be good could suck we'll find out um, next up, uh, so the co-directors of John Wick, they're both stuntmen, directed John Wick, which is excellent, excellent mm-hmm. action film, um, and that uh, I think, I'm pretty sure they've done the sequel, which is coming out soon, but in terms of their next projects, they've split up, and one of them will be directing Deadpool 2, and the other one will be doing a Highlander movie. Huh. Yeah. A Highlander movie. Mm-hmm. Like we needed another one. I don't even think there's one good Highlander movie. That's what I, the I was first gonna... one's fine. I mean, it's f- like I don't think it's an amazing movie, but it's fine. I guess. I mean, like you it's get good. To see John Connor with a ponytail. Like Come it's on. good in the way like Beastmaster's good. Like I'll watch it on a Saturday afternoon, but it's not like I won't defend it. But don't you, know? you want to yeah. see? Don't you want to see? <laughs> Sean Connery as a, as a Spaniard? <laughs> I know, right? I mean, when I think Spaniards, I think of the most famous of them all, Sean Connery. Know. Yeah, and he played a Russian, too. They were always really good with that. Um, he so, never tried putting an accent on He's like, no, nah, yeah. it's still going to be his accent. Uh, yeah. Deal with the Scottish accent or nothing. Yeah, so I don't know how I feel about Highlander. I mean, I guess it's like a good concept that could be done interestingly. Like, that's one, that's the type of movie they should be remaking, which yeah. is kind of like a good idea, but nothing like sacred. Um, and then Deadpool 2, I'm fine with that. That means it'll have good action scenes, but I think more than anything else, it shows that Ryan Reynolds doesn't want creative control. He want, want, or Sorry, Ryan Reynolds wants to retain creative control, and he's brought in someone that just does action to handle all the... Do you blame him? Um, I mean, I can... I mean, s- I, I, I don't think he's a great director, because I don't think he's a director. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he knows that character. I suppose. He's put in a lot of effort for Deadpool. He like, has, but it just seems like there's a bit of an ego thing going on. Oh, yeah. Where he's he like, I've made Miller, this character. Yeah. And now he's brought in someone who he can control. I don't know. I feel really weird about it. But yeah. we'll see what happens. Could be good. Could be. The fact that Deadpool got like so popular mm-hmm. in the past like few years, like even like before the release of the movie, yeah. it's like, it's insane how he's gone from like kind of borderline obscure comic book character mm-hmm. to literally... Probably the most popular comic book character. I'm gonna throw it out there. Yeah, Deadpool's been pretty popular for a while. Yeah, but it's '90s nostalgia that brought him back. If yeah, you're wondering yeah. What well, I'm just saying, like he was, he was like a background no. X-Men character. No, he's been having. Like, he has like oh, yeah. ten different books right now. He's like 
This lady Deadpool, yeah. this baby Deadpool. There's a oh, lot yeah. of Deadpool. Dead, no, Deadpool was super popular in the 90s. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Huge. Yeah, him and Lobo. They ruled the Marvel Universe. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, no, Lobo was DC, I guess. Yeah, um, the bounty hunter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, that was... Yeah, that, he was huge, and then he went away for a little bit, and now, just like the 90s, he's come back. Yeah, well, I guess that's that's what I'm talking about, how he yeah. kind of went away, and like now he's just, like, he is so insanely popular, it's I insane. I, you, just, you just see more and more at uh, comic conventions all the time. It was, it was like weird. early 2000s, I feel like it was Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and then it moved into Batman, mm-hmm. and now it's Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sign of the times. It's interesting. <laughs> um, all right, next up, uh, Ben Wheatley. He was one of my favorite filmmakers. He made Kill List, he mm-hmm. made High Rise, he made Sightseers. Um, he's got uh, an amazing uh, action movie coming out in uh, the in January, uh, the name of which escapes me right now, but I assure you it's good. I talked about it during TIFF, and it's embarrassing. I can't think of the title right now, but that's <laughs> not the point. Because the reason I bring him up is he will be reuniting with Tom Hiddleston, who started in High Rise, and together they are going to do an adaptation of uh, Frank Miller's Hard Boiled. Sure. Which I'm actually super for it because that book is um, mostly just like a clever concept and then like incredible art. Yeah. And there's not much else to it. So it's like pretty well an open template for them to take and turn into something bizarre. Um, And all they really have is like the concept of uh, a tax collector going insane and realizing he's a cyborg and going on a killing spree. As you do. Which is good stuff. Yep. And then also like this incredible visual design that's been ripped off them countlessly since then. So. I'm actually really for this. I hope it happens. It seems too good to be true because it would be a giant blockbuster. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. That's a very, very exciting thing. And then finally, um, just because I think it's so bizarre, I had to mention it. Uh, Adam McKay made the Anchorman movies and then got uh, a little serious with uh, the big short and won an Oscar for that. Yep. Um, he's going to make a mo- write and direct a movie about Dick Cheney, which sounds great to me. I'm all for like that. Like a comedy? It's going to be like I a horror? I think it'll be like Big Short, where it's like, it's this funny, guy's real. but it's not a comedy. Yeah. It's very real. Dick Cheney's legitimately one of the scariest people. Fascinating. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's one of the scariest and most important people of the last, like, few decades. Yep. Yeah. Like it or not. So I think that's like, there's a lot of fertile ground there. And then also, yeah. Adam McKay also was, like, responsible for all of Will Ferrell's George Bush sketches. So oh, okay. You okay. can write Bush well. We got that going for us. I think it'll be good. I, I like W. Good. Yeah, I like W a lot too, and I really like. Did you guys ever see the like uh, one man show Will Ferrell? Yes, did? Those, that yeah. was amazing. I was McKay as well. It wrote really. Oh wow. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. That's... I think it, I think it's a great idea, and I hope it happens. Cool. Yeah. That's exciting. And that is that. It'll be interesting to see. Well, let's uh, take a quick break to thank our friends over at Comic Bento, and we'll do game news after that. Woo woo. Shaq, do you have a need for comics and graphic novels? I do have a fixin'. Have well, a fixin'. what you need to do is go to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMAG in all caps, and you can get $5 off a Comic Bento subscription. It goes right to your door. Yes, five bucks. Dude, five bucks? Five bucks. Five hey, guys, bucks. can five I get in on this action? Oh, yes, yeah. you can. Whoa. You know what you have to do? Go what to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMAG in all caps and get $5 off your Comic Bento subscription. Five whole dollars? Five whole dollars. Whoa. Whoa. Comic Bento. Get it now. This has to be the weirdest... Uh, show we've done in terms of pacing why we started with movie news like our introduction was so short and then we mm-hmm. just went right into movie news then a commercial yeah and now we're here we are doing game news I mean, if you want to go on a side tangent we can go to mm-hmm. you have anything side tangents you want to get to no okay mm-hmm. i have my side tangent for next week oh um we could talk about that next week <laughs> yeah for sure anyway we'll uh we'll go into to game news this is kind of movie news but mm-hmm. uh the Detective Pikachu live action oh, yeah. movie has a director. Yeah. Rob Letterman. Yeah, yeah. The guy Who's that he? did the Goosebumps movie. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. So this will be cute. fun. Yeah. Yeah, he did something horrible in addition to that. Oh. Um, <laughs> before the Goosebumps movie, which I can't recall right it's now. It's that horrifying. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what it was. It may have been like that Journey to the Center of the Earth. Oh, yikes. Movie. Okay. Something well, like that. Anyway. Batten 500 right now, then. Yeah. I mean, he did do one thing decent recently. Yeah. So, so there's something. something. Yeah. But Detective Pikachu is not a concept <laughs> of believing, so. Wasn't there that, like, petition to have Danny DeVito yeah. voice Detective Pikachu? Which is just never going to happen. I no. think it should. Yeah. Danny DeVito wants to do weird things or nothing. Yeah, he, he doesn't care. 
You don't think Detective Pikachu's not weird? It uh, is weird. It's not offensive enough it, for him. Yeah, it's not dark in any way, shape, or form. Which Danny DeVito likes weird, dark stuff. Yeah, that's what he does. Like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And he, yeah. ma- and he has a lemoncello company that I believe does very well. What? Yeah. What? Okay. There's a great clip of him promoting on the t- Today Show just so wasted. He's literally <laughs> been up the night before drinking. He even says he's been up all night the night before drinking with George Clooney. So, and then like starts <laughs> So what does the company do? Drunk off his mind. They make lemoncello. The liquor. Okay. Yeah. Limoncello. Okay. So, yeah, like, yeah, him yeah. and George Clooney are actually, like, friends. Not yeah. just, like, in the Nescafe commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. They make Limoncello together. Do they actually? Yeah. The same? They own the company together? Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a real thing. Yeah. And that clip's amazing. I can't recommend it enough. And he did Death to Smoochie, right? Yes. He directed a few really good movies. And, uh, he, did Ma- he did Matilda. And Throw a Mama from the Train. Throw a Mama from the Train yeah. and War of the Roses. That's a weird movie. He's directed some really good stuff. Really good wow. stuff. They're all weird, though. They are. That's the best part. Yeah. All right. Well, you got He was a good penguin. He was. Yeah. I best. mean, wasn't really penguin, but it was something. It was amazing. I a good sewer monster that had the name best penguin. Best ever Halloween costume as well. <laughs> um, so now I have a bunch of... Uh, Stories about numbers. So okay, yeah, right. woohoo! Buckle in, guys. Here so we go. Exciting. We're talking sales. Uh, so Super Data is a uh, like research um, marketing marketing firm. firm. Yeah, marketing yeah. research firm. Marketing yeah. research firm. That's the order of the words I wanted. Yep, that's the one. Thank you. Um, they uh, revealed that there has been a fourteen percent digital uh, growth of digital gaming. So sales online. Essentially, that's fair. From like PlayStation Store, yeah. Steam, Xbox, uh, Marketplace, fourteen percent growth uh, year to year. They thanked that's pretty big Battlefield yeah. One, Titanfall Two, Mafia Three, and Gears of War Four. Apparently, it was twenty seven percent on PC. So, I mean, that's not a surprise. I feel like PC's growth is kind of starting to plateau anyway because everyone buys their games digitally anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot think of the last time I bought a physical PC game. Ah, uh, PC. I, can you even do it anymore? There's and some. You Actually, go? you know what? It was three years ago I bought Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2 as a double box set. That was what it was. That was the last time. <laughs> there, no, you still can. Uh, there's certain stores. Uh, I think like Toys R Us does it. Um, I think Walmart still has a small PC section. EB Games, I think. Oh, no, I don't think EB Games does. They definitely got rid of it. They definitely got rid of it. But uh, there's still some places you can get physical PC games. It's just kind of a hassle. Mm -hmm. Also, don't most of the physical games just have a code inside that you type into Steam? Yeah, one of the things I saw was, um, I think it was called an indie box. It's sort of like the comic bento we do, but they give you, like, it's a box based on, like, an indie game. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things I saw that the person opened was, it was a a cartridge version of I can't remember the game it was supposed to be like in an 8-bit style though so it looked like a cartridge but it was really just the cartridge could like pop out and there's a USB with the, That's the game cool. on there yeah uh, but yeah so there are physical versions of games I think maybe but yeah 27% for PC 14% on console I don't think I can't see digital taking over completely yeah, not consoles yet. Yeah, people I mean, like having things. It's a yeah. collecting. It's still a collecting market. It's a collecting market, and it's yeah. also just there's not enough memory on your console yet. Yeah. Also, you after the fact that parents going to stores, they want to be able to buy something, and you cannot say, "I gifted you this code that's going to give you a game." Yeah, yeah, people yeah. still want to say, "Here's your new game." Yeah, yeah, a co- yeah. A code is doesn't wrap up well and go on to no. Christmas tree. <laughs> and here's your. This box here has twelve codes in it. Enjoy. <laughs> totally. Plus, like you know, the last remaining brick-and-mortar video yeah. game stores wouldn't be thrilled. They'd be very upset. Yeah. yeah. So well, The other thing, too, that I would I would also think is a, a bit of an issue is just that... I completely lost my train, my train of thought. I have no mm. idea what you're going to say. Crap. This is great radio. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. radio. Just, let's do the next one. It was story. something... <laughs> I, maybe I'll remember. Yeah. Anyway, um, Final Fantasy XV sells 5 million units. Yay. Now, that is both digital and sell-in, which means... Uh, it's stuff the stores have bought, yep. mm-hmm. not what uh, has been sold to the consumer. Mm-hmm. But the digital sales are straight to consumer, so that's still a lot, it regardless. Is, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Hardy. Uh, our editor Elias Blondo gave it a ten out of ten. Yep. So, sure, I'll trust him. I haven't played a Final Fantasy game since eight, I believe. So, I got to play it at an event 
couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I went from not thinking this game would be good at all mm. to that's the game I'm playing this this holiday season. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. I need it. I haven't bought it yet, but I need but it. But you will? Yeah. Now, will you buy it digitally or physical copy? Physical copy. There we go. Yeah. Tie in the news. <laughs> What's the next one? Um, and the last one is Pokemon Sun and Moon are the fastest selling Nintendo games. Of with, all time? Uh, that's or what currently? it said with 3.7 million units in its first two weeks. Holy crap. Yeah. Really? Like more than like Wii games? Yeah. Really? Yeah, people love those Pokemon, and I guess Pokemon, Pokemon Go, Go got really, the hype yeah, train really rolling. Really did a good job yeah. doing that, and, and I noticed on like 3DS, I just got sent a free demo for it, whether I wanted it or not, like a YouTube <laughs> album. So that probably didn't hurt. I I reviewed that one. I liked it. Yeah. They changed a lot. I had an issue because I wasn't using a new 3DS, mm-hmm. but aside from that, yeah, it's a good game. Deserves all the sales it gets. Great. Hooray. All right. Anyway, that's my game news. All right. Shall I do movie reviews? Yeah, do it. Okay, so there are literally no new releases this week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. That's impossible. Actually nothing. Not in Canada anyway. Wow. Um, are there some in the States? Yeah. Oh. I mean, it, and so, like, I could talk about the Jackie Onassis biopic if you'd like me to, but that seems inappropriate. Is it good? Uh, it's better than I thought oh. it would be. Huh. Wait, guys, I remembered the thing that I was going to say. Okay. The big issue with digital sales is that they're still the same price as physical sales. Yeah. Or as physical copies, even though the company's saving money by just uploading a code. Yeah, which is strange to me. Well, I mean, also, the uh, okay, back to this topic. Um, Sorry. I guess they have to pay for streaming. <laughs> this, so there's, there's the, there's the data bandwidth you have to there, pay yeah. for. You have to pay for the fact that they'll have to continuously pay for that bandwidth. They yeah. have to pay for Sony's cut on that uh, product. Also, to be fair, those digital sales go on sale far more than like the uh, than the physical sales go on sale or yeah. discount sale. Like the well, PlayStation, like ho- Black Friday sale, you can get like a sixty dollars game for like thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. So that would cost the same as physically buying discs, putting the game on the disc, putting them in a plastic case, making artwork for the case. I'm gonna throw, and but then, they still make that artwork no matter what. Yeah, well, okay, but then you have to have the paper to put on the artwork, too. I'm going to throw it out there, Cody. That the out. actual cost to produce games is not a big part of the actual process of making a game. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why they can release movies for like $4. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, Yeah, you're not getting a physical thing, but you're also, like, if I bought um, a... But that's, but, What's the co- but Cody, that's why they can put it on ridiculous sales. Yeah, but it's also so yes, on day one it will be more expensive. Or I guess on PlayStation has some weird deals where sometimes if you buy it day one, you'll save like ten dollars, whatever mm. it is. But yeah, it's a, so. it's the simple fact that there's they're basically you're not buying the game, you're buying a license to use that game. That's how yeah. gaming's always been. So even though yes, the digital sales should be cheaper because you're technically not making anything, the actual cost of making things is not a big cost to the company. The company, they may be spending like five bucks on that at absolute most. Mm-hmm. And that's on the high end because if movies can sell for five dollars brand new in store, it can't cost that much to make mm-hmm. them. But well, those are also like older movies. They're also, discs that have always been pressed yeah. and everything. So yeah. there's a little bit of that going on. But yeah, totally. I mean, like the amount of money it costs to press a disc is like minuscule. Well, it's yeah. not the, the that. It's like the shipping of said discs and things like that that you have to factor in as well. I'm no, not saying that there is cost involved. Can't, can't. I'm not saying that it's it's it should be a margin like a like vastly different. It price. should be cheaper though. I agree. But yeah, you. you're paying seventy, eighty dollars. Sorry for, uh, like yeah, you can use this game, but there's nothing actually there. Yeah. Whereas if you pay the same price, you can get it and keep it forever, and there's no problem with that ridiculous ridiculous <laughs> anyway going All back right. to the movies so yeah movies so what I thought I'm going to do is I'll do a quick rundown of ones that came out last week since we had no podcast that's fair that's so good. first up uh, Moana the new Disney movie yeah how was it it was good right. yeah um, it was pretty it was nice to look at it was uh, more of an adventure film than I anticipated okay. which was a lot of fun there's a lot of really great uh, design mm. and action work in it um, very beautifully put together um, and The Rock was incredibly amusing yeah. as a demigod. So and the girl's w- not a demigod, just the rocket? Yeah, no, the girl has some sort of powers. It's kind of like a slightly um, twisted princess story in a way. Okay. She's this supposed movie. to be like, uh, she's like sort of the eldest child in her village. She's going to inherit the village. So right. she's kind of a princess, but not really. And then it's her going on this action story where she's the sort of the lead of the story. Right. The rock supports her and there's no love story, which was kind of nice. Right. And uh, yeah, I was just really impressed by the way the company embraced the action element of mm-hmm. it. Um, there's some really, truly exciting stuff. There's some really moving stuff. The music's quite good. It's all kind of unconventional. The guy did Hamilton did some of the oh, songs. Oh, that's kind of neat. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was 
was just a lot of fun. I didn't like it quite as much as Zootopia, which I do think is a really so like, same studio. It's Disney Animation, movie. yeah, Disney it? Animation, yeah. Um, I didn't quite like it as quite quite as much as Zootopia, um, which I do really recommend. I think there's a lot going on there. It's a lot better than you'd expect, but it is quite wonderful. Um, and yeah, if you like Disney escapism. It's yeah. pretty great. So uh, wasn't that there was like a pretty big issue from certain communities about um, their representation of the Samoan culture, right? Was it? Uh, it seemed handled very tastefully. It felt very loving and tasteful yeah. for me. I could understand concern beforehand um, when they was like, you know, just focusing on the fact that the Rock had dancing tattoos. That's weird. But okay, um, yeah. yeah, I found the, it was the Rock is Samoan. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, well and he's playing a magic demigod yeah. character yeah. too. Like he's not a real human. No, no. I, I thought it was if very. If they tastefully. got the Rock on board, it wouldn't have been. It couldn't have been that bad. Totally, because he's, he's a very he's a like spoke, proud person, spoke yeah. person for that. No, I, they went out of their way. The music, there's a lot of very traditional music in it as well. I think it's a strong representation of the culture. However, that being said, I do not know much about Samoan culture. Um, so I could be 100% wrong on this. But as far as I could tell, there was nothing offensive. I didn't feel like there was any stereotyping or anything like that. Now, does it, does it ha- how does it stack up against the Pixar movies? I know there was a large kind of fight between the, within reviewers and stuff like, was it as good as Pixar? Was it not as good as Pixar? Yeah, I think right now, uh, like the last few years, mm. Disney Studios has probably had a better batting average than Pixar. Okay. I don't think they've made anything as good as like Inside Out. Right, also, right. Pixar hasn't made anything as good as Inside Out <laughs> for like five years or whatever because yeah. they've been in sequels. The Good Dinosaur was awful. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and this is definitely better than like uh, the Finding Nemo sequel was, right. even though I still like the Finding Nemo sequel. Oh, I love oh, really? Finding Dory. Finding Dory? I, I, I've heard it's a lot of really love that movie. Yeah, no, Finding Dory's good. I feel like this was better. Okay. Uh, Finding Do- yeah, Finding Dory, I mean, it was it just was, like it was good, but it was no Finding Nemo that was his problem. Yeah. Whereas like Moana, there's no like Moana 1, you know what I mean? So That's that great. helps. Um, but I think the Zootopia is probably the best of all three um, this year. Zootopia was amazing. It was I saw that really on great. Plane. Really smart. Very clever. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, it was solid. Um, I thought it was a good, like, reinvention of the cool. standard Disney tropes, but the only, the main major problems with it was that it still maintained those tropes as mm. opposed to transcending them like Zootopia or, say, Rick and Ralph were able to do. Right. Um, so, there's that. Bad Santa 2. Um, is funny. But I don't like Billy okay, Bob, didn't, so It was didn't very he, unnecessary. Didn't he die at the end of the first one? Nope. He got shot, didn't he? He got shot, but he didn't die. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I just, yeah. I, I just remember like, oh, he shot. Now I'm going to turn the movie yeah. off. No, I love Bad Santa. I watch it every year. So did I he? Adore it. So like was he arrested after he got shot? What, what happened? You know, no, no, no. He got shot, and then there was like an epilogue where he oh, had written a letter from prison to okay. the Okay, I never saw the epilogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 like, he's the epilogue dead. was funny. He's dead now. Okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> the movie's the ep- over. epilogue was funny. It was good. Uh, right. No, I like Bad Santa a lot, so All I was right. actually excited for Bad Santa 2. And Bad Santa 2 was essentially exactly what I anticipated in that um, it was completely unnecessary. There was no reason for them to do yeah. that. It was actually like took a lot of wheel spin- spinning just to get the whole gang back together. Yeah. And then once it happened, it just kind of was what you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Um, like there were a lot of really creative swear words and there were some great filthy jokes and that Thurman Merman kid continues to be just like hilarious. Just put a camera is, in front of him. Is that the original funny. kid from the... Oh yeah, they brought the kid back all grown oh, up. Okay. Um, and he was great. He works as a sandwich artist now, <laughs> um, which is appropriate. Um, but ultimately, yeah, as I said, in addition to like suffering from big time sequelitis, yeah. the big problem with it is just that, uh, like when Terry Zweigoff and the Coen brothers did the first one. And so it has a, a like actual, even though it's hysterical from start to second finish, it has a real pathos to it yeah. where Billy Bob Thornton does actually play it like a real degenerative alcoholic. Yeah. And it's actually like really depressing if you're like paying attention and yeah, there's none of that now. He's just um, it's just a good goof goofball time. He's just <laughs> drinking and having a good time. Uh, so all the pathos is gone, and also uh, Terry's Wagoff has a really cool aesthetic that's just kind of slightly exaggerated from reality. So right. it kind of had like an underground comic book vibe, which just did not have. It just felt like a studio movie. Oh. But it's funny. Hmm. So yeah, if you want to laugh at like dick and fart jokes with a holiday theme, <laughs> you can. Right. Um, it was just like I think ultimately like it's exactly. We'd expect Bad Santa 2 to be. Ah, fair enough. In the good ways and bad. Ah, fair enough. And so that's that. That was last week. And then uh, for this week, since I didn't do any reviews, uh, since I, there was no movie to review, rather, I did, <clears throat> excuse me, a um, list, uh, top 10 uh, David Cronenberg movie list, yep. because uh, recently Shout Factory put out Blu rays of Rabid, his second film, and Dead Ringers, his first sort of like art film while still being a horror movie. 
Um, so we use that as an opportunity to do a top 10 that I highly recommend cool. looking out. But I also do highly recommend picking up those Blu-rays because they look fantastic. Rabbit, I think, is incredibly underrated. I love Rabbit. It's, it's really, movie. really good. It's also technically a Christmas movie. And you get to see Santa machine gun to the ground in it. Yep. Which cool. is pretty great. Um, and also very early zombie movie. Kind yeah. Of. It's like was before Dawn of the Dead even, but did a lot of the zombie movie tropes. That and then Dead Ringers is still a classic. And then Dead Ringers is amazing. It's a masterpiece. Both look great. Both have really good special features. There's a good interview with like Ivan Reitman mm. about his early relationship with Cronenberg. Um, and uh, Dead Ringers has, has some great stuff with Jeremy Irons and the cinematographer and effects people. The guy who designed and, all of the perverted... Uh, gynecological tools. Now, how is the transfer in those ones? They look great. Oh, okay. They look really good. Um, Rabbit in particular looks amazing, oh, yeah. um, if only because like no one bothered to do anything Ever, decent yeah. with Rabbit before. And Rabbit is still like a very cheap 70s grindhouse yeah. movie, but is well made for that sort of thing and looks looks incredible in a way that I wouldn't expect. Where, and then Dead Ringers has... A very cold, very specific, very. Clear well, that was look the kind of it. the kind of a uh, very sterile atmosphere. Exactly, of that movie. exactly. So that suits very well to Blu-ray because the details really pop. There's a lot nice. of depth to all of them, and awesome. the like effects they did with the Jeremy Irons doubling, have not aged a day. They look incredible. Really nice. Yep. So uh, yeah, highly recommend both of those. Um, if you have a uh, pervert in your family who needs gifts for Christmas, those are definitely perverted. That yeah. would work perfectly. And then I also recommend you check out that top ten list for all the great Cronenberg movies, awesome. um, especially because when I was going through putting it together, um, it, apparently all David Cronenberg movies have like incredible trailers, yeah. amazing trailers. <laughs> so and they're all on there, and I really recommend even nice. if you don't want to read my words, uh, check them out for the trailers. <laughs> especially the Shivers trailer has one oh. of my favorite taglines ever. At the end, it says, uh, "If this movie doesn't scare you." You better call a psychologist. Which <laughs> <laughs> I think is one of the greatest lines in a trailer ever. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So that's that. And now we should get into what we've been playing, because I'm mm -hmm. sure we've all played something. I have actually played two things. Yeah, I know. Weird. I know right? you did. I, know. I, I haven't. No, I can't talk about the game I've been playing. Oh, so that's right. At you all. Can't. You can't, I guess you can't talk about it. You, you can say you are reviewing it. Can I? Yeah. I'm reviewing The Last Guardian, so don't go. forget to check out my review on December 5th. And mm -hmm. you can hear me talk about it on that week's podcast, yeah. which is next week. Huh? Yay! Yay! Cool. All right. So, yeah, uh, we can look forward to that, I guess. I got two things to talk about. The first one is the fourth episode of the Batman Telltale series, which I'm enjoying quite a bit. Yeah. I did the page layout for that. It oh, looks yeah? really good. It does. <laughs> it's super fun. Yeah, they did... Um, it, uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough to talk about now, especially since it's, like, so deep into the season without, like, giving things away for people. But um, I guess, the, like, the bit well, I will describe... Let's do this. If anyone doesn't want to hear the spoilers, yeah. this is probably a good time to not listen. Yeah, skip ahead a couple minutes. Yeah, a couple minutes. Okay, cool. I'm also only going to discuss in detail the first bit. So okay. Cool. So the first bit, it opens in Arkham Asylum. Bruce Wayne's been... Uh, put into Arkham Asylum, and they do this oh, real, weird. really cool thing where, like, he uh, they have a like because this whole thing's been sort of like reinventing villains and reintroducing things in different ways. Um, they do the they introduce the Joker, and he's um, presented as a very polite and kindly uh, inmate in Arkham Asylum who, like the uh, the staff used in in. in to introduce new inmates into the group because he's so friendly. Okay. So that was a very weird and surreal take on the Joker, which I like quite a bit. And the whole thing is, was really well done where it was sort of, it was the sort of classic thing of like, you know, Batman being as insane as his villains and coming to terms with that. But they never say that overtly. It's just sort of him like walking around the room talking to people and he sort of becomes very clear. And I thought it was a very, yeah, clever, very off kilter way to do that. And then after that, the grander narrative continued. It's getting really interesting. There were some big surprises as per usual one big final choice that I could tell will drastically alter what the uh, final episode would okay. be which is cool I'm glad that they got one major thing in there like that um, and uh, yeah I found that this one was particularly laggy in the telltale way in fact there were times when like the dialogue wasn't syncing up with the lips oh, which God. was really annoying just because the performances are so good so that kind of messed that up but beyond that like I really do their quick time action works better than they should the storytelling but more than anything else it's just the storytelling is really strong and I really think they've done some interesting stuff without like tainting the classic characters can I, I love it can I ask you a question about those games yes the overarching villain mm -hmm. is it Two-Face mm, I mean like 
Harvey Dent has a major role and gets his face scarred. Okay. Oh, I weird. I describe, was, but I wouldn't describe him as the major villain. I was no. looking at some of the uh, like the trailers and like obviously I did the page layout for yeah. it, so I got a lot of pictures of Two Face. Yeah. And like they were talking about Harvey Dent, mm. but he also had half a Two Face, <laughs> and I'm wondering how one continues a career in politics with half of a face. He was wearing a mask like that character in uh, Boardwalk Empire. Okay. He's wearing like half a mask. Oh, weird. Covering yeah. it up. Um, and he also got like incredibly corrupt. I mean, he is essentially two faced, but he, I wouldn't say he's the main villain. He's oh, one oh, of, okay. Yeah. That's all. But yeah, Makes he's sense. in it for sure. Right. Cool. Two yeah. Face is one of my favorite villains ever. He's so. great. They've done a really good job with that storyline. Um, like, for example, when the first scene you see him as buddies with Bruce Wayne, he's dating Selena Kyle. Ooh. So then that turns into Ooh. a whole thing. Scandalous. Yeah, right? Um, so yeah, um, really love it. Can't wait for the finale because it's set up to be crazy. And I look forward to it. It's crazy that Selena Kyle still makes her way into Batman narratives. Mm-hmm. She's a great character. Speaking of Tim Burton yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a great character. Always has been. Yeah, um, love her. Yeah, love her. Uh, so anyway, so there was that. And then the other one I played is uh, Super Mario Maker 3DS. How'd yeah, you like that? A lot. Yeah? Loved it. I mean, like, I always love Mario Maker. I think it's an ingenious, I think it was an ingenious concept executed yeah. perfectly and probably the best game for the Wii U. If I'm going to stack yeah, them yeah. up, that's probably my favorite. For me, personally. I can see that. Bayonetta or Xenoblade for me. I mean, Bayonetta is fun, but, like, you I can lose yeah. hours in Mario Maker. That's and true. I, and it's also, like, like there's nothing else like it. Yeah. yeah. And and it's also, like, the only game that I think would work for it. Like, Mario is something that people that play video games yeah. just know in their bones. And, like, there's yeah. very it, little and learning also, for, 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 for it. Any game that allows you to make levels, people make Mario levels. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. They, like, skin it. So, like, it's Mario. Oh, 100%. Yeah. The other good thing about Super Mario Maker is that we didn't get a good Mario game on the Wii U. So now they just, like, build it yourself. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, there's that. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it, uh, I was really impressed. It works just as well. Um, I didn't even on, like I was using an original launch 3ds, yeah. even that aside from like, there were some very long load times yeah. to start, especially when I first played it and even like turning on and off, I found it took a little longer than some titles will, yeah. but beyond that, once it's going, it was fine. Like you could change like, yeah, like, I mean, one of my favorite things in Mario maker was the fact that you could. And once you design a level, change it from uh, original Mario, Mario mm-hmm. 3, mm-hmm. Super Mario World, new one with a touch button instantly. You could do that even. Really? Play instantly. Yeah, the, the lag was, I didn't find much lag at all. Now, granted, um, I didn't build hugely massive elaborate courses cause for, for uh, the purposes of the review. So perhaps that might affect things. But thus far, I, I saw no performance issues. I was really impressed with that. Um, the like, um, I forget what it's called now, but the like single player yeah. mode where you go through the hundred levels. Those are all new. They designed a hundred new levels for challenge. that. Yep, hundred yeah. course challenge. They designed a new hundred course challenge for that, which is really cool. Um, and that's fun again. Same deal. You can unlock all the stuff. Uh, the only thing that's a downer for it is that while you can go online and access some of the, I say some a lot of the Wii U levels. Um, and you can download them and edit them yourself. Yeah. You can't upload anything. That seems kind of Which a missed opportunity. Yeah, I think, uh, well, I think they're trying to make it more unique for the handheld version because in lieu of that, you can, like, trade them between friends that have 3DSs and also through Street Pass. If you're walking by anyone, you will That's automatically cool. receive levels. So these are cool ideas, but it is kind of a shame that they didn't have that. I think part of it may be as well, I, I don't know for sure because I didn't unlock everything, but they said there were 60 level elements, and I believe there were more than that on the Wii U. I think oh, they okay. probably cut down. Probably cut down a few. They probably cut down a few of that just for to, for space in the cartridge. But, I mean, you know, that's a small sacrifice yeah. to make. The fact that it went worked this well in a handheld yeah. is fantastic. And it's like a really – I think it – like I and I te- tested, it, tested this out. It's, it's a really fun thing to have at a party to just have a 3DS – where, like someone can sit and make levels and then pass it around. Oh, it doesn't have to be yeah, like doesn't have to take over the room like it would be on a TV. It can just be a little thing that's going on. Yeah, that worked really well for that. I'm also going to be using it during my commutes over the holidays. I can guarantee that. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, I was really pleased with it. I do. I really, really love this game. I hope it's something that they continue to do. Um, I'd be curious to see if it could apply to like Donkey Kong or something like that. I would see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, or, or Metroid? I, or Metroid. Oh, Metroid, yeah. Metroid would be Maker. great. Yeah, because yeah, they're not going to make one for us. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Metroid would be great. It would also just be, I feel like they could also do one that was just like, 
a variety of the oh. old 8-bit arcade stuff. The yeah. You could mix and match elements. Like the, the Legend of Zelda game actually had for the Famicom CD mm-hmm. attachment, it was supposed to have a, a dungeon building element That'd be for cool. fans. That would have that's always something I thought would have been really cool. But now the more I think about it, like having fans design puzzles. That sounds an awful. Mm, that sounds terrible. But I mean, what I they could <laughs> be fun, but it wouldn't just wouldn't have that instant gratification that yeah. Mario works because you can design like the simplest Mario yeah. level in a second. My my issue with Mario Maker, yeah, is that there is no love for Super Mario Bros. Two, which yeah. is my favorite of the original. I can see where you're coming from. I think ultimately the reason they can't do that is that Mario. 2 follows different rules as yeah. it was not initially designed as a Mario game. Yeah, yeah. I know and that. that would but be like, complicated. You look at like Shy Guy you can't have. I mean, um, they should have at like, least included some of the some of the villains yeah. for sure. It also would be cool to like jump into a level and it's like, oh, it's going up and down instead of left and right. Yeah, that yeah, would have yeah. been. I, but, you know. I can hear you, but I can understand why they didn't simply because of the like the fact that you can switch between styles yeah mario 2 would have thrown a bunch of wrenches into that <laughs> but that should be something that they release as a download or something yeah like dlc sure. yeah totally anyway but anyway really that's your favorite one I, like i know it's not the best yeah i just enjoy it the most because it's favorite. so weird yeah fair enough i don't even think i've ever beaten it i just love how weird it is yeah, yeah. I, I don't like, i don't think i've ever beaten it either yeah like i enjoy yeah. it as a novelty but it's not i don't know i don't i find enough. some of the boss battles really annoying yeah yeah I enjoy, like I enjoy it for sure. Yeah, it's not bad. By it's fine. It's a really good, well-built game. Like as a child, I was irritated by it. Yeah, yeah. But I've kind of grown to love it in its own way. <laughs> yeah. But it's got nothing on. Yeah, either it's either Mario three or Super Mario World for me. And I don't exactly. Know which yeah. one depends on the day. Probably Mario World. That's probably the game if, I've played yeah. the most. If we're talking about like Mario games in general, yeah. Galaxy for me, hands down, yeah. easily mm. my sure. favorite. I mean, um, I disagree, yeah. but I can understand why you'd say that. Yeah, I mean, I recognize that that's the most artistically accomplished. Yeah. But I just yeah, there's something about Mario. Uh, and and uh, number three would be a very close uh, second up there. Yeah, I like Mario World too, just because like Yoshi. Oh yeah, of course. All right, and anyway, that's, um, that's it. That's what I've been playing. Did you play anything, Brennan? Uh, I played a bit of. We, we should. We never actually did talk about Final Fantasies uh, for uh, fifty uh, fifteen. Yeah, you didn't talk about that because the podcast oh, fell in the right. Way. So we should I, probably like at least mention that because we do have a review of that. Yeah. Right now. So Elias did the. Uh, the review for Final Fantasy 15, I did not. However, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I did get to play a bit of it. I was given 90 minutes. I took two hours because they didn't stop me, and I was enjoying it, so yeah. why not? Um, Elias gave it a 10 out of 10. Yep. I'm not going to dispute the score. Okay. I think um, in terms of Final Fantasy games you're you're going to be hard-pressed to find a better one, and that's saying something because I know how beloved yeah. like 7 and um, and 10 are, but I think in terms of characters, the the way they're presented, mm-hmm. and the overall story with so much going on, I that's my personal favorite story okay. and my personal favorite gang. And I know... Lisa is probably gonna kill me for saying that, but I, uh, I, I think, I think that's probably, it has to be. Um, the the, you, I, I guess we can talk about the plot now. Yeah, it's you can. Out. Yeah, you can talk. Um, you, from what I played, it's, uh, you, you, you play as uh, the prince, of, yeah, whatever the kingdom is. <laughs> it's been I, a couple. Yeah, I forget the ki- um, I forget the kingdom name. Anyway, you play as the prince. I, someone's saying it. I can't. Some Mithelheim. I. I don't think. I don't know. Anyway, he plays a prince. Uh, and there's uh, when I was playing, it was at the beginning. It was either on the brink of war. Okay. So uh, did you get to drive the car? To. Well, okay. That's the thing. So you're on your your whole. The whole point is they're going on a drive to go. They're, they're, meet yeah, your, you're betrothed and you're driving. Yeah. You're driving. Like that's going to stop most the pimped war, out car ever, which actually exists now. Oh, that, that yeah, we I know. Cannot. I made state that enough. That is an actual car that exists now, and it's amazing. It's beautiful, and I want one. Yeah, and uh, with like half a million dollars on it. Oh, yeah it's, yeah, it's way too expensive. I'm never going to be able to afford that with a video no. game journalist salary. But <laughs> no. I, uh, I mean, when we have less piles of money that apparently people have been claiming we give Oh, yeah, when Square. I get all that money from Square Enix and Nintendo for talking <laughs> nicely about their games, maybe I'll be able to. But anyway, 
Um, yeah, so on your drive to uh, to get married, uh, the the, the kingdom car the kingdom down. declares war. Okay, and that's uh, that's kind of where I ended off. Um, but the thing that I really liked was right from the beginning, you got a, a sense of bond between yeah. all the characters, and that's something that's really hard to do so fast. Uh, but oh, you yeah. can tell these guys have been friends for years. They know each other, and it's great. And something Elias talked about that I didn't even think about um, when I was playing was um, how they're they're given uh, atypical gender roles. Explain. Um, these are men who cook, they sew, uh, they take selfies for fun, um, and it's not considered weird. Uh, and I like that. I think that that's a, that's a really positive yeah. message to send to a younger. Uh, it's rated T for teen, so for yeah. teenagers who are going through that stuff, it's co- it's okay to not do things that are traditionally masculine. Yeah. Um, and what was that? Oh yeah, it's super anime, super anime. But like, yeah. Um, sorry, being told that that gender role thing is very common in Japanese culture. However, it's not something that's in anime, sorry, that's not uh, something that's presented in Western video games. And uh, the fact that that's there and it's a major title, that is kind of nice to see. Yeah, it is nice. And uh, good eye on Elias for pointing that out. And he really lo- he loved that game. Yeah, he gave it a 10 out of 10. He said it was his best game this year. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, we got and, a lo- like, and we're getting a lot of flack for giving it yeah. this Yeah, well, I mean, Elias also, um, obviously, like, in his review, he said that he's going to have to go back and uh, look at like what he scored other games in the past because this is like the pinnacle for him now. Um, we were certain that Deus Ex was going yeah. to be game of the year. Yeah. Uh, and he got to review that and he was like, yeah, game of the year. Yeah. And um, this to him blew it out of the water. And this is, follows another trend where I think uh, this has to be the year of Square Enix. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. All the big titles are out of them. Yeah. Geez. Like obviously. Okay. So Tomb Raider came out last year, but on PS4 yeah. now this year. You have Deus Ex, you have Final Fantasy 15, you have Dragon Quest on the 3DS. Oh, God, I forgot you about that. You have one. Dragon Quest Builders oh God. as well. Um, Screenus is kicking out of the park this they year. Are, they have to be up there for uh, Publisher of the Year. Yeah. I think you can't really dispute it. Yeah, they're doing uh, phenomenal work this year. After oh, that. F- yeah, definitely. I mean, um, uh, other publishers are kind of just like resting on what they're doing, Square Enix has actually tried to push their bar on some of their products. Yeah. And actually, was uh, Bravely second this year, too? Uh, might have been early this year, yeah. Holy. Yeah, it was. So Bravely second as well on yeah. top of that. like, And I'm Satsuna, which oh, yeah. might not have reviewed well outside of this publication. <laughs> I reviewed I'm Satsuna. I loved I'm Satsuna. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, I think it was a fantastic game. Yep. And yeah, Square Enix is just, they've done... Uh, a lot of good, I agree. and uh, no, they, they'll send me a Final Fantasy card for saying that. I'm joking. Obviously, they're not yeah. going to do that, but drives outside. Oh, there I'm it not is. Gonna, I'm not going to stop them if they do. <laughs> <laughs> we just we do not take gifts here. No, we don't. Um, but no, I, I really think Square Enix has done some great work this year, and it's it's showing because they have teams that are, and Hitman. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about Hitman. Yeah, like, Jesus. And <laughs> every one of their teams seems to care about the products they're doing and projects yeah. they're doing, and. It's something that I haven't seen this many good games out of one publisher in a long time. Like, I can't think of that ever. EA's done some good things with ba- uh, Battlefield and Titanfall, but EA's also released some boring games and yeah. g- generic also games. Just Square Enix has been consistent all yeah, year it's, round. Yeah, it's a consistent year of solid titles. Yeah, which it's is not just a holiday season. Like there's, uh, there's, I'm, I'm hoping that this isn't. Uh, like they threw everything out, yeah, all this year, and they've got nothing left for the. I hope not. Next I mean, year, I, I want to see what else they can do because they've they've managed to release a slate of titles that well, they've got has made me excited for. They've got playing near, games. Ni- ni- yeah, near, 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 coming out too. So that'll uh, that'll be good. Yeah, that's uh, that's next year, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So they've got they've got stuff. Yeah, coming, it, but I'm just I'm hoping this is like the kind of output we can expect from them consistently cuz holy jeez, man, is this a return to form for yeah. a publisher. And we're going to we're going to have a game with your podcast at some point. We'll also have game of the year articles yep. throughout the month of December, closer to Christmas and closer to the new year, but this was a taste of what we're viewing. <laughs> this year, Square is <laughs> wanna dominating. Want to know what we think about the games this year? Square That's, is definitely dominating the oh, um, sure. top titles and 
I yeah. don't know if we're not going to say if it's one top spot yet because we don't actually know yet. But uh, that's going to be a, a conversation yeah. we have. Um, and I know it, it's definitely in it's definitely in consideration. Oh, right for now. sure, it has yeah. to be. It's it's great, mind you. I do have one point of contention. Okay. With the review, Elias did sort of unintentionally slam my Uncharted Four review <laughs> while he was uh, pushing Final Fantasy up, and I understand why you did that, Elias, but that hurt, man. Yeah. Cut, cut you deep. <laughs> yeah, cut okay. me deep. <laughs> well, let's let's wrap up there. Um, right. Where can they find us on social media, Cody? All right, guys, don't forget to check us out on facebook.com slash comics gaming magazine. We're on the Twitters. We tweet uh, at CG Mag Online. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody underscore Orm. Yep. Uh, uh, I'm BFR26. At that Phil Brown. Don't forget to follow Melanie, who is sick this week, at Kicks and Chaos, K I X X E N, Chaos with a K. Yeah. Uh, we're on Google Plus. I don't know what that is, though. I don't either, but it's a thing we're on. You can find it on the site. Any of the other social media, go to the site. And go to our site. We have everything there. Yeah. Don't forget to check us out on cgmagonline.com, and where we have uh, Elias's Final yeah. Fantasy 15 review, um, Phil's Batman Telltale yeah. series episode mm-hmm. for Guardian of Gotham. Is that what it was called? I believe so. Good yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm sure there's other things I'm forgetting that are yeah. important. Yeah, Super Mario Maker. Yeah, the, oh, one, Super we Mario just, Maker the one we 3. literally yes, just talked about. Yeah. Too. yeah, the Top yeah, 10 totally. Cronenberg movie thing, yeah. which will be up today, timely. And yeah. <laughs> and don't forget to check us out on YouTube at com- CG Mag Online. Yeah, CG Mag Online. Yeah. We have first 15s for Final Fantasy 15 yep. and a bunch of other things and a comic bento ad starring yours truly. And yeah. Sounds we'll good. Wrap it up there. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, also, you can pimp out your. Um, new sound off that will be opening today. Oh, yeah. today there's a new sound off up today if you check that out i talk about re-releases yeah and uh how there's not a lot of new new titles around this holiday season yeah. and that makes me a sad panda yeah, i can imagine so but check all those out follow us on twitter tweet at us tweet at me follow me essentially is what i'm trying to get at and we will see you next week have a good one everyone bye